his leadership of the youth choir and uh, Brother Sam and all that he does uh, for the choir here. And the Lord's just blessed our church um, over the years with just good, good musical talent. And I praise the Lord for that tonight. Amen. And uh, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah for that tonight. Amen. It helps uh, to have good singing. Amen. And uh, sometimes people want to act real, real spiritual and uh, act like they don't pay attention to nobody's singing voice. Uh, but it, it helps when you got good talent. Amen. And, uh, but more than that, I am glad that there's a touch uh, on the singing tonight. Amen. Amen. I want you to go with me, if you will, uh, to 2 Samuel chapter number 3 this evening. 2 Samuel chapter number 3. And uh, we'll be here tonight and, and look one other place uh, this evening, uh, just a chapter over. Uh, but look at Second Samuel chapter number 3, if you would, and uh, find verse number 22. And if you're willing and able, would you stand with us tonight? Second Samuel chapter number 3, and um, let's look at verse number 22 tonight. Second Samuel 3 and verse number 22. The Bible says, And behold... The servants of David and Joab came from pursuing a troop and brought in a great spoil with them. But Abner was not with David in Hebron, for he had sent him away, and he was gone in peace. And when Joab and all the host that was with him were come, they told Joab, saying, Abner the son of Nair came to the king, and he hath sent him away, and he is gone in peace. Then Joab came to the king and said, What hast thou done? Behold, Abner came unto thee. Why is it that thou hast sent him away, and he is quite gone? Thou knowest, Abner, the son of Nair, that he came to deceive thee, and to know thy going out and thy coming in, and to know all that thou doest. And when Joab was come out from David, he sent messengers after Abner, which brought him again from the well of Sirah, but David knew it not. And when Abner was returned to Hebron, Joab took him aside in the gate to speak with him quietly, and smote him there under the fifth rib that he died for the blood of Asahel, his brother. You can be seated tonight. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the opportunity, God, to be in your house and to worship you. Lord, we thank you, God, for all of the singing uh, that's taken place. Lord, we pray that you uh, found that pleasing unto yourself, Lord. I, I know that, uh, Lord, sometimes uh, we can come into the house of God uh, Lord, with burdens and, and with baggage and, Lord, with the cares of life. But, Lord, I pray tonight, God, that you would help us to focus on you. I pray, Lord, that you'd help us to, uh, Lord, to hear the message, God, to heed the warning of the message. And, uh, Lord, we're trying to just trust you and obey you. And so, Lord, we ask you, God, that you take the message and, Lord, that you'd use it as you see fit. And, God, tonight somebody may need this for another day, Lord. This may be just preventative uh, preaching, preventative maintenance in our life. And so I pray that you'd use it as you see fit. Pray that, uh, Lord, that you'd be glorified in everything that's said and done. Lord, we pray that your will would be accomplished and have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. When we come to Second Samuel chapter number 3, this is uh, some events surrounding the life of David. But furthermore than that, uh, the lives of two men that have become intertwined here one by the name of Joab, and the other by the name of Abner. Uh, we know that Abner uh, was there within the house of Saul, 
And of course, Joab was one of David's mighty men. And uh, Joab had a bone to pick with Abner because uh, Abner has killed Joab's brother and Joab's brother was named Asahel. We read that uh, there in verse number 27. The Bible said, And when Abner was returned to Hebron, Joab took him aside in the gate to speak with him quietly and smote him there under the fifth rib that he died for the blood of Asahel his brother. You'll notice uh, tonight whenever we find Abner there uh, with Joab, Abner has come to the place which is called Hebron. And the Bible tells us tonight that Joab takes him aside to speak with him quietly. And uh, he smites him or kills him. He stabs him under the fifth rib. And it is there he dies. Joab is acting in vengeance tonight for the death of his brother. Abner murdered Asahel. And uh, Joab is out to have vengeance tonight. Whenever we think about Joab, I want you to see something with me this evening. I want you to think about this. First of all, Joab is characterized by condemnation. Look in verse number 24. The Bible said, Then Joab came to the king and said, What hast thou done? Behold, Abner came unto thee. Why is it that thou hast sent him away? And he is quite gone. Thou knowest Abner, the son of Ner, that he came to deceive thee, and to know thy going out and thy coming in, to know all that thou doest. Here David is. David has had a meeting uh, with Abner. David is well aware of who Abner serves. He serves Saul. David is well aware of what he is doing. And by the way, can I say this? That David was king and David was responsible enough and David was mature enough to know exactly what he was doing concerning the people in his kingdom and concerning the people that were there under the watch care and under the allegiance of Saul. Abner has come uh, to have a meeting because serving Saul hasn't turned out like he thought it would. Amen. Uh, Saul made a mess of the kingdom and Saul uh, was a foolish king and, and the folly of his foolishness and the consequence of his foolishness was experienced by many people there uh, in the kingdom as well as this man named Abner. David has this meeting with Abner and here Joab is, he comes accusing. He comes and he's talking to the king with accusatory language. But understand, remember, this is personal for Joab. Amen. It's more than just a problem with what David is doing. But Joab is out for blood and Joab is seeking vengeance for the murder of his brother. And so Joab is characterized by condemnation but then notice this with me. Joab is characterized by a cause tonight. Notice what he said there again in verse number 24. Then Joab came to the king and said, What hast thou done? Behold, Abner came unto thee. Why is it that thou hast sent him away and he is quite gone? Now all of the other times, Abner doesn't, or excuse me, Joab doesn't care what David does. Joab is ready uh, to be at David's beck and call. Joab is there to go toe-to-toe with the enemies of David. Uh, but, the, but there's something involved for Joab here. Joab really doesn't care uh, what David is doing tonight. But he has a cause. He has an ulterior motive tonight. So Joab is characterized by condemnation. He's characterized by a cause. But then Joab is characterized by 
craftiness tonight. Amen. The Bible said uh, there in verse number 26, and when Joab was come out from David, he sent messengers after Abner and brought him again from the well of Sire. But notice this, a very important phrase in verse number 26, but David knew it not. Here Joab was, he was conspiring, the wheels were turning in his mind and his heart, and he was keeping this hid from David, keeping this out of his sight. You know, Joab tonight is a real good picture of the devil. Amen. Uh, the devil is characterized by condemnation tonight. He's the accuser of the brethren. He's characterized by a cause. Why has he come? He's come to steal, to kill, and to destroy tonight. But he's characterized by craftiness. Amen. Peter said that he walketh about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And in his craftiness tonight, in verse number 27, he speaks to Abner there in Hebron and he calls him there to the gate and he he calls him aside to speak with him quietly. There in those quiet moments in the gate of Hebron, he murders Abner. And I want to take this instance from Abner and Joab's meeting and I want you to see tonight that Abner died outside the gate of Hebron that's a very important thing that we need to remember as we go through the message tonight Abner died outside the gate of a city tonight amen I want to preach on this thought for just a few moments tonight on don't die outside the gate don't die outside the gate. We could preach this message to sinner and saint alike. We would preach to the sinner and say, don't die outside of the grace of God. Don't die outside of the message of salvation. But then we would turn it to the saint of God and we would say, don't die in a backslidden state. Don't die in disobedience tonight. Don't die outside of the gate. Don't die outside of the blessing of God. Don't die outside of the place that you know that you belong in tonight because listen Hebron was a very very special place concerning Abner tonight amen Joab comes Joab calls him aside and Abner dies outside the gate number one I want you to notice this with me tonight I want you to see Abner's danger if you'll turn back with me uh, there in 2 Samuel chapter number 2 and find verse number 19 Verse number 19 of 2 Samuel chapter number 2. The Bible said, And Asahel pursued after Abner, and in going he turned not to the right hand nor to the left hand from following Abner. Then Abner looked behind him and said, Art thou Asahel? And he answered, I am. And Abner said to him, Turn thee aside to thy right hand or to thy left, and lay thee hold on one of the young men, and take thee his armor. But Asahel would not turn aside from following of him. And Abner said again to Asahel, Turn thee aside from following me. Wherefore should I smite thee to the ground? How then should I hold up my face to Joab thy brother? Howbeit he refused to turn aside. Wherefore Abner with the hinder end of a spear smote him under the fifth rib that the spear came out behind him and he fell down there and died in the same place. And it came to pass that as many as came to the place where Asahel fell down and died stood still. Joab also and Abishai pursued after Abner and the sun went down when they were come to the hill of Amma that lieth before Gaia by the way 
way of the wilderness of Gibeon. I want you to notice in 2 Samuel chapter number 2, I want you to see Abner's danger. Now Abner is in danger tonight because of his sin. Because of the murder of someone. And you say, well, he warned him twice. And we're going to get to that here in just a few moments tonight. Amen. But Abner was in danger because of his sin. And under the law tonight, the punishment fit the crime. The law of God stated that an eye was to be taken for an eye and a tooth was to be taken for a tooth. Abner had killed Asahel and because of that, Joab had put a target upon his back. Amen. Here Abner is and Abner is a guilty man. Abner is a condemned man. Abner under all the extent of the law, within the justification of the law, Abner was a mark man tonight. Amen. Abner was a man who deserved to die. By the way, if you go to the Old Testament tonight, you say Joab had absolutely no business doing what he did. He absolutely had every right to do what he did because he was the nearest of kin of an individual who was murdered and he was known as the avenger of blood. Amen. And so Abner was in danger. Listen, oh friend, there was a time and a moment where I came to realize that I was in danger. I was guilty of the blood and the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, but listen to me. I've got good news tonight. There was only one thing that Abner had going for him. He was coming near to a place called Hebron. And the special thing about Hebron tonight is that it was a city of refuge. Amen. A man who was guilty could go inside the gate. He could go in and he could present himself to the high priest. And as long as the high priest lived. Uh, That man was declared safe. Hallelujah. Uh, Thank God for the day Uh, as a 14 year old boy uh, I bowed my knee uh, and by faith I took a trip to Calvary uh, and thank God I declared myself uh, and presented myself to the high priest uh, and I got good news tonight. Uh, Jesus is alive forevermore uh, and as long as the high priest lives uh, I'm going to be alright. I'm in a place of safety in a place of blessing tonight. Amen. Abner was in danger, but God had made provision in His Word for occasions just like this. Abner knows that if he can get to Hebron and he can present himself to the high priest, he'll be able to find safety. I'm glad tonight that even on a Wednesday night we can take the gospel and preach it to sinners tonight. Amen. I'm glad if you're here tonight and maybe you're not. Maybe we're all preaching to a a, a saved crowd tonight. But if you're here and you've never been saved, well, I'm so glad tonight that provision's been made for you. I'm glad Jesus Christ went to the cross of Calvary and He bore your sin and He bore your shame. He bore all of your shortcomings and your failures. Amen. He bore the judgment of God for you. And the Bible says that the dregs of the judgment of God, that was all of the wrath of God. It was laid upon Him tonight. And He bore all of that for you. And on the cross there when Jesus died, your sins died with Him. He was buried in a borrowed tomb. Rose again on the third day. And if you'll just come and present yourself to Him tonight. Thank God provision has been made tonight. Amen. We see Abner's danger. But then 
Notice there with me again in chapter number 3. If you go back to chapter number 3 and you look in verse number 26. The Bible said, And when Joab was come out from David, he sent messengers after Abner, which brought him again from the well of Syrah. But David knew it not. And when Abner was returned to Hebron, Joab took him aside in the gate to speak with him quietly and smote him there under the fifth rib that he died for the blood of Asahel, his brother. We see Abner's danger, but secondly tonight I want you to see Abner's delay. Here in verse number 26, Abner is at a place called the well of Sarah. Abner is a man who frequents Hebron. We see him moving back and forth in the chapter between Hebron and other places, but yet we don't see any instance of him making contact with the priest. He knows that he's a marked man. He knows that he's guilty tonight. He's even confessed in the previous chapter that if he did what he did, then Joab would mark him and Joab would try to kill him. And he knows this and he understands this tonight. And here's what wisdom would do. Wisdom tells Abner tonight to obey the commands of God. Just go and confess yourself as guilty. Go and confess your sin before that high priest and you'll be alright. We've already established that tonight. But there's a problem in his heart and that problem is a problem that we all find present in our heart and that's that little word pride tonight amen pride warns him that if he goes to the high priest then that priest is going to know and others may find out and know what he did and then perhaps maybe by someone uh, with a loose tongue all of Israel would find out and there's no doubt that self-righteousness played a large role here you know self-righteousness and religious pride has sent more people to hell than alcohol and abortion and, and, and sodomy and all pornography, all of the wicked and illicit things that we can think of that are present not only in our society, but also present in the world. Boy, I'm telling you, pride has sent more people to hell than anything else tonight. Amen. Now, why wouldn't Abner take his place as a guilty man? It's the same question we have to ask when we look at uh, American Christianity or the American church world and we have to wonder why we preach the gospel and we preach uh, the word of God tonight and there is little to no response in the day and hour in which we live. Brother, there was a time when you preached on prayer, people would come pray. There was a time when you preached on revival, people would seek the face of God. Now you preach the God. But brother, I'm telling you, listen, we got smarter preachers than what we've ever had. We're more equipped than we've ever been. But people are more lackadaisical and people are more, uh, they have more of a far off look in their eye than what they've ever had in the generation that we're in. Why? Because there's something that's causing a delay. Why wouldn't he take his place as a guilty man? Simply because of pride tonight. Amen. You know, you think about it tonight. Here, here he is, Abner. There, there's no doubt that he probably tried to convince himself that, that what he did was all right. After all, you know, maybe he said to himself, well, you know, didn't I warn him? Didn't I tell him I, w- I was going to do what I did? It premeditated. Amen. Premeditated. He, he planned it out. He's running. He said, if you, don't, if you don't turn the left hand to the right hand, if you don't go uh, aside to this young man and, and get his armor and fight with me face to face, I'm going to kill you. And he did exactly what he said. Try to justify his actions. Well, we're, we're in that business too. 
Well, at least I'm not as bad as so-and-so. Well, you know, I, I've done a lot of things in my life, but I've never do that. Listen to me. You're capable of doing anything that any sinner or otherwise has done or could do since you got saved because you're still wrapped in this corrupt flesh tonight. You've still got Adam's nature flowing through your veins tonight. Boy, we try to justify our sins. We try to categorize things to where they're not so bad and make ourselves not feel as bad about our own guilt. We're fooled by our own pride tonight. Amen. One writer said this. He said, Abner was a valiant man upon every battlefield except for the battlefield of his own soul. Professing themselves to be wise, they... Became fools. Boy, we live in an awful intelligent generation. An awful smart age tonight. Amen. But professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Boy, you want to see a liberal's head spin, you just ask them what a woman is. Ask them to define what a woman is. Amen. Ask them to define simple terms. Ask them to define what a fetus is. By the way, they tell you that a fetus is not alive. Fetus is Latin for infant. Amen. Amen. Life begins at conception tonight. Amen. We, we live in an awful foolish generation. And I'm afraid it's creeping into the church more than what we'd like to admit tonight. We see Abner's danger and then we see Abner's delay. But then thirdly tonight, we see Abner's death. Notice in the text, the Bible says in verse number 26, And when Joab was come out from David, he sent messengers after Abner, which brought him again from the well of Syrah. But David knew it not. And when Abner was returned to Hebron, Joab took him aside in the gate to speak quietly with him and smote him there into the fifth rib that he died. Abner is here at Hebron. He's so, so close, but yet he's so far away. He's called back to the city unwillingly by these messengers and he has let his guard down and he is just now outside of the gate just a few steps away from safety and Joab calls him aside and he kills him. And because of his delay, because of his foolishness and because of his unwillingness to do what he knows that he ought to do tonight, he dies. Abner understood what he was supposed to do, but yet he failed to do it. How many times in my own life have I known what I was supposed to do? I've known the commandments of the Lord. I've known thou shalt and thou shalt not. And I understand that the Christian life is wrapped up in more than that. I've known that I should have spent time with the Lord. I know that I ought to be closer to the Lord Jesus than what I am. But because of my own pride and because of my own delay and because of my own disobedience, the only person that I have to blame for it tonight is myself. Draw nigh unto God and He'll... Draw nigh unto you. That sounds like a pretty easy thing to work out in our heart and our mind tonight. Amen. God said, if you would make the effort to draw closer to me, then I would meet you in that and I would draw closer to you. Well, there's many people, they've heard the gospel. They've heard the word of God tonight. They've understood it. And I know we're living in different days now. And in five to ten years, I think it's going to be a, a, a very different story. 
but you can go just to about any household in our part of the country and, and they've at least heard of Jesus, whether it be religious, whether it be some kind of Baptist background or Methodist or Catholicism or something like that. They've at least heard of the Lord Jesus. They've heard the gospel, but yet they failed to respond. Abner was sidetracked by Joab. Abner was sidetracked by his voice. You know, we live, we live in such a, a world with so many voices, so many opinions, so, so many thoughts. I mean, you, you, you turn on YouTube now and they have those shorts now. And you can just scroll through that. And I mean, within a matter of an hour or two, you, you can get probably 150 or 200 different perspectives on 150 or 200 different topics. And brother, we're, we're flooded with information and we're flooded with those voices. And here Abner is, he listened to the wrong voice. How foolish. He knew he was a marked man. He knew that those messengers had, had sent him. And, and as he stood face to face with Joab, what was going through his mind tonight? He knew that he was a marked man. He had to know that he had met his end. And I want you to think about Abner tonight as, as he was killed. And as the funeral, as the noise, uh, or the news rather, of his death and the grave of Abner. Look there in verse number 31 of chapter number 3 of 2 Samuel. And David said to Joab and to all the people that were with him, Rend your clothes and gird you with sackcloth and mourn before Abner. And King David himself followed the bier. So here David is, he hears of the news and he tells them to rend their clothes, to gird themselves with sackcloth and mourn before Abner. And they buried Abner in Hebron. And the king lifted up his voice and wept at the grave of Abner and all the people wept. Now I want you to see this tonight. I believe with all of my heart David knew the potential that Abner had. David knew that Abner served in the house of Saul. David knew the folly and the foolishness in doing that. But here Abner comes and he's wanting to repent to David. He, he wants to get right. He's wanting to make a league with him. He's wanting to join forces with him because he knows under the leadership of David life is so much better than it was under Saul. But notice what David says. Look in verse number 33. And the king lamented over Abner and said, Died Abner as a fool dieth. Thy hands were not bound. Listen to this. Thy hands were not bound, nor thy feet put into fetters. As a man falleth before wicked men, so fallest thou. And all the people wept again over him. Do you see what he had to say about Abner? He, he said, your hands weren't bound. Your feet weren't tied up with feathers. What, what, what happened in Abner's life? It was one instance and one moment where he lost track of what he was doing. He got distracted and he listened to the wrong voice. You understand tonight, uh, most people when they fall, they're not diving deep into some sin. They're not bound down with sin. But Satan is able to get their attention off of the things 
things of God off of the place of blessing, off of the place of safety, get their attention away from the will of God and say, hey, come over here a minute. I want to show you this. You've never seen this before, young person. You've never looked at this before. And I want to show you that. Just take a drink of this. Just look at this. Just just, uh, listen to this. And before you know it, they're dead and they're gone and they're a casualty. The world, the flesh, and the devil. David said, Zabner dying as a fool dies. His hands weren't bound. His feet weren't put into fetters. Well, Satan doesn't have us bound. But because of our own foolishness, he knows that he's got us exactly where he wants us. But we get cold, calloused, indifferent in our walk with God. We get cold, calloused, indifferent in the ministry. You understand this tonight, that a church pew is one of the easiest places to backslide. A Bible college setting tonight is one of the easiest places to backslide because the Bible becomes a textbook and it becomes a chore to serve the Lord. But listen to me. Our great high priest is worth serving tonight. Amen. Our king of glory is worth serving tonight. Amen. And, and our, our worst day with David is far, far better than our best day with Saul tonight. Amen. I want to tell you again, for the thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, but I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Are you living an abundant life? Are you living in victory tonight? I want to lump myself in, in this statement when I say this, but we, we are living so so much under and so far below the mark that God has for us tonight. Amen. We're living so far below our means as Christians that it's not even funny. I was talking with somebody last night and kind of just throwing back some ideas and, and, and boy, we're living in a day where if somebody looks at us wrong and maybe you don't Somebody looks at you wrong, you go home and you think about it. Man, what's eating them? Did I do something? Did I say something? What's the matter with me? Well, I don't have any more victory than that. Hey, man, who cares what they think? Some, some little trivial something, some little voice, come over here. Come over here. I want you to think about this, and I want to I torment you the entirety of your day. That message you preached, it was a flop and a half. That song you sung, nobody said amen. You ought to just quit singing. No, you know, nobody really likes you anyway. So it'd just be easier if you just went ahead and got out and did what you wanted to do anyway because you'd be much happier. You know what that is? That's a voice of Joab. That's the voice of the devil tonight. Amen. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance tonight. Amen. We see tonight that Abner wasn't bound in chains. He wasn't bound in fetters. But he fell prey to a voice tonight. Who are you listening to? When's the last time you took the opportunity to listen to what God had to say? Instead of that, that carnal friend... 
or that co-worker or the podcast. I'm about sick of those, ain't y'all? The podcast. Somebody who's never did anything, never built anything. All of a sudden, they're an, they're an expert and they're an influencer. But stay with what's tried and true tonight, amen. Stay with what's helped you time and time and time again tonight. And don't listen to the voice of the devil. Don't get distracted in your service for God. Maybe you want to come tonight as we stand.